0: What is up? Welcome to the Sight and Sound Podcast presented by HeartGuide Media. We are your hosts. I am Jesse. We got Eric here. And yeah, we're covering 1989's The Wizard starring Fred Savage today. This one's going to be a fun one to talk about. I know we both have some nostalgic memories for this one. Uh, But before we do that... I apologize. Eric, Eric, what have Is there anything you've watched recently or checked out um, that you would recommend to uh, any viewers out there? Any any shows, uh, um, TV shows, movies, uh, bands, Uh, what what have you been
1: listening or watching to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you know what, like, as me and you talk about a lot with my, with our significant others, it's tough to get them to watch movies. So I find myself watching a lot of shows lately, but you know, we, We've been on some stuff. We obviously finished uh, Stranger Things, which comes back out pretty quickly here. And I'm sure everyone listening is most likely to watch that. Same with you. Um, Jeff Bridges has a new show uh, on FX, pretty cool, called The Old Man, uh, where he plays like an ex-assassin type dude that's really cool.
0: Um, Relevant as his brother, (laughs) Bo, is a wizard.
1: Yeah, Bo rocking it in The Wizard here. So we'll talk about that for sure. I don't, you know what, like movies, movie wise, I don't know if I've watched too much anything new recently. I'm trying to even think, to be honest with you, but uh, I feel like my brain's jambled with that. How about you?
0: Um, nothing really. Uh, I did rewatch for. Finally, picked up the Blu-ray because Shout put it out not too long ago. I picked up uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks's uh, classic. Dracula Dead, loving it.
1: Nice, nice. One of his. His later uh, films with old Leslie Nielsen are you you know what that one is a funny one I I, I like don't have a lot of recollection of that one.
0: It's um, yeah, it's really fucking funny. Um, I loved it as a kid. I hadn't seen it in so long, um, and I've been meaning to pick it up uh, since it came out on Blu-ray back in November. Um, I think I never pick, I never picked up the DVD. Um. So it's been a minute since I watched it, Watched, rewatched that for the first time in years. Uh, Super fucking funny. I love Mel Brooks. Um, I want to see The Black Phone, and I want to see the new Elvis uh, biopic, but haven't got out to the movies yet. I plan on maybe seeing Black Phone or Elvis maybe this weekend for the 4th of July weekend. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: with you on that. I want to see both of those. I think I'm a little bit scarred from the movie theater, because the last movie I saw in the theaters was Men. And it really, it really scarred me. Yeah. Um,
0: but, uh, we, we should, uh, I definitely want to cover men at some point, just because I feel like that'll be one, that that'll be a, that'll be a bumpy rocky road where we're just hollering down a fucking tunnel at each other. That one. I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I would just, I don't even know if I, what I even have
1: to say about it. But uh, <laughs> speaking of films, did you see Top Gun
0: hit the billion dollar mark? No, I didn't. That's awesome. What a fucking yeah. what a what a time for for Tom Cruise to have his most successful film probably to date. I just think it was like the perfect storm. It seemed like like it kind
1: of everything was like the right time, like for that movie to come out. Like literally, like as the sequel, you know, time, like how long it's been, and then just you know, pandemic. It just hit like at a really good moment, like the beginning of like summer, and yeah, like. I mean, so many people I know have seen that movie. Uh, I mean, obviously,
0: I know we both loved it. We're huge Cruise fans. I mean, mean, for a sequel to come out that much later and for a movie that was filmed in 2018 to come out finally after four years. um, Yeah, there was definitely some anticipation for it. But I almost feel like people. People obviously didn't forget about it, but. It's it's impressive that it's done what it's done, and I'm 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 pumped for it. For a movie like that to do that well, I'm pumped for because that's good. Yeah. Like like, I, and I know there's a lot of uh, obviously action movies. Movies like that are uh, I feel like sometimes we're in a bygone era of that, so we don't get a lot of those. Any kind of action we're getting is all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's probably some things in Top Gun: Maverick that someone would probably tell us is super unrealistic. Um, but right. I mean, we're yeah. getting the only action we're really getting in movie theaters is comic movies, and I, yeah, I mean,
1: a lot of a lot of the Marvel
0: we're, know, we're, stuff. Listen, yeah. re- respect to them what they are. Respect to people that go and see those movies. But I mean, I'm a true. I like true blue action movies. I. Uh, at some point, I gotta throw the towel in on the crazy CGI and stuff, and and uh, the fantasticalness of Marvel movies. Uh, I kind of want an old school action movie. Once yeah, or.
1: that is kind of a dying. You know, not to get on a whole tangent here, but the like the non-comedic action flick uh, that's non like Marvel, like is really like like I'm trying to even think like what's even coming out that's like. I'm yeah. like hitting theaters that's like a you know full-fledged
0: I'm telling you, know. you there was there was a couple year span where I really thought that action was making great strides when we got the Expendable <laughs> movies we got like Sabotage with Arnold which is great we got like The Last Stand with Arnold that was great we were getting all these cool movies and we were getting like a new pr- you know we ended up getting a, a new Predator yeah. uh, Robert Rodriguez's Predators that like 2010 to 2013, I really thought we were getting some really top-notch action movies. And then it kind of fell <laughs> off again. And and then, you know, I think it was 2014 was when that Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And I feel like when, once that film, that first film came out, I, I feel like studios shift what the focus should be as far as like action output. Um right. But hey, uh I mean, we got an action movie that's a sequel to a great you know, movie from the 80s that just crossed the billion-dollar mark, so that's a good
1: move. I I gotta think whoever made that decision, you know, whether it be Tom and those people there at the studio or whatever who decided to push it back as long as they did, I mean, I bet that was really a risky move, but man, did it pay off.
0: Oh, paid off. And uh, I
1: wonder if if it came out in 2018, would it have done or, you know, when it was originally supposed to come out, uh, I wonder if it would have done as much. I would like to think it would have, but I guess you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's fun to think about for sure. But hey, uh there's definitely I definitely want to go see those two movies. Um, I'm looking forward to right before as we wrap this up and head into the wizard, I'm looking forward to the Salem's Lot remake that's coming out here soon.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: Um, anytime we're keeping Stephen King's legacy alive and those those books and readaptations of the films, I'm all for it. Um, I haven't heard anything on the Pet Cemetery continuation that paramount plus was doing they wrapped filming last fall have heard nothing almost a year later haven't heard nothing it's been it's been fucking quieter than a goddamn bomb shelter in chernobyl
1: yeah true true you yeah, haven't heard anything about that at all either um, we also uh today saw the teaser of hocus pocus 2 drop
0: yes sir uh, It. They, I'll tell you what. I can't tell right now what the feel for it's going to be because they was obviously just a teaser. But right. the vibe of the setting, I think they already knocked it out of the park. I kind of already like. It feels like they're keeping it dark. They're not. It doesn't feel like it's a a TikTok. Yeah. Even
1: though like it's a, it was just a teaser. it Wasn't that long. I did when I watched it. Like I did think like the first portion of the teaser is very like dark, and then like. Uh, you know, where they kind of reveal the Sanderson sisters at the end of that. And they kind of, there's a little bit of like a comedy thing that, you know, like the lines that they say is a little bit cheese, but you know, the the original one has the same stuff. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping good things. I know that like, we just talked with Marvel, like Disney is a Disney thing and they're going to, you know, they're going
0: to want to do their modern day twist on it. I'm sure. So I was honestly, even a little shocked that they did the, we're back, witches like, as the slogan, and uh, you know, <laughs> as it's a playoff, yeah. like we're back bitches. Like, I don't know, yeah, it, you never know, I guess. It, it almost felt like it might have been too risque for Disney, but then again, Disney's got a lot of questionable things going on. Uh, so I guess it doesn't matter in the scheme, of yeah.
1: Them. And they pretty much, you know, they pretty much ruled the world with Amazon,
0: and, and that's stuff, right. Like, so, uh, so, yeah. regardless, excited to see it. Um, for sure, for sure, but yeah. So moving on to our topic of 1989's The Wizard. Now, this film, I feel like it doesn't get talked about as much as some other 80 films, mm-hmm. 80s films, but um it's it definitely has its following and definitely I think maybe it would reconnect with a lot of people now it being a video game thing, and it really kind of tells the story. Of like video gamers. Like, and it's I feel like it's still relevant today more than ever.
1: For sure. I mean, it's it's right at the you know, somewhat beginning stages of the video game, uh you know, the explosion. start of the video, yeah, the explosion the true of the video explosion. Game. Yeah. Um, the film kind of touches obviously that's what it's centered on. It's I mean, the the hub of it is uh, video gaming and there's a lot of other underlying you know topics in the film as well which i'm sure we'll touch on but uh, definitely the explosion of of the culture and look i mean look where it is now that movie came out in 89 you know gaming is,
0: is so so huge, probably bigger than they even thought it was was going to be to be honest oh 100 oh, uh it, this is yeah this is one it, you, you got a movie this is 1989 so we're closing out the 80s and even in 89, it's still, like, even, I mean, you can vouch for this. I, I mean, I I can't give you a play-by-play of 90, 91, 92, 93, but in those early 90s, to me, like, when I see pictures of myself and I see pictures of my family and pictures of my house and everything, it pretty much feels like the 80s still, like, from what everything that you see. There's still a lot of 80s hangover clothing that's, you know, that's crossed over back into the early 90s, like carpet right. style. Everything still still feels 80s. And I've I've always said that. I know you and I have had a million conversations where the 90s, especially the first portion of the 90s, felt like it didn't know what to do. So it was just a carryover of the 80s, and it was just, it wasn't even early 90s, it was just post-80s.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's kinda of like that with a lot of I, well, I would say everything like probably the early two thousands and before. I felt like, you know, like this, this the 50s into the fifties and the sixties and the sixties to seventies, seventy to eighty, and then like uh, you know, into the nineties and even early early two thousands. Those first couple of years of that Time, you know, of the 90s or the everything, it kind of bleeds into it, you know what I mean? And, and that generation tries to find itself a little bit. So, yeah, I will say like early 90s, it's still a lot of the leftover from the 80s for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie, you know, being 89, of course, and the, you, what, what, when did this come out? Was it was a summer film. I can't even remember. I believe it
0: was. We'll confirm that right now.
1: Yeah. So, we're looking like, you know, middle or whatever of the of 89 you got to think it's got to be i'd imagine it didn't come out before the summer wow it
0: did december 15th 1989 so right at the end of
1: the of the right at the yeah the 80s so but yeah i mean this film obviously you you know could be i think if you blindly watched it without knowing you could think it it was you know probably 85 or later i'd imagine Yeah. yeah
0: so this yeah so we get the Obviously, before Nintendo, there was Atari, and I think there was another one. What was an, uh, another one? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, there was Atari. There was another really early gaming system I remember that I think was just like, it didn't even have like a name really. It was like the letters and numbers, I thought, but I could be way off of that. But So, so the, original,
0: the original Nintendo Entertainment Console system, the NES, was released for the first time at... Uh, in Japan on right. July 15th, 1983. Okay. Yeah. So, and in 1985, when it had its, I, I believe this was its widest, its most wide release. Um, the cost of uh, an NES was $180. So at the time that was considered high. For sure. I mean,
1: 85, one hundred
0: eighty
1: bucks for a gaming system. Yeah. Without yeah.
0: a doubt. it blow you away. How, fucking expensive that was so 85 like it was la- it was launched in north america in 1985 185 bucks but it was like i mean so it-, it hung around in japan for a few years before it made its way over to america and honestly i feel like the n- the nes the original nintendo entertainment system i truly feel like kind of formulated what would become of not just video gamers in America and young people and things like that. It kind of changed our culture, bringing the Nintendo into America.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like I said, I think, I mean, we just like kind of what I said earlier, too. like think about the impact that gaming has had on the world altogether, whether it be United States or the world altogether. But I know Nintendo now has taken a back seat to, you know, the xbox with microsoft and sony with the playstation but yeah i mean nintendo I users
0: would, are still nintendo you, you're you still diehard nintendo yeah nintendo. yeah
1: like i you know i would I would argue to say that nintendo the original nintendo was my favorite you know thing ever between that or probably the sega genesis but uh um yeah you i mean a huge huge impact and and i think you know we were around for i know i was born in 85 of course but our generation a little bit older than us, a little bit younger than us. Like we're around for the birth of, of this world of of gaming. And I think it's, you know, and then like, I mean, we've kind of, we've seen like, look what, it's like I said, look what it's become.
0: Like Um, I was, I was a little kid and we always had a Nintendo, some Nintendo in the house. Like, I don't remember there not being an NES in the house. And then yeah, we had an NES for the longest time. Um, and, you know, because I remember the fucking neighbor kid had the Super Nintendo and I was right. like, well, what the fuck? And then the guy working, <laughs> the guy working the, a teenager, I think he used that in his early 20s. I remember this kid. I want to say his name's Jeff. I could be wrong. He worked at the Lewis Point market and he, you know, it was the traditional like 90, whatever, 94, 95, like get up. He probably had like a, a white fucking crew neck sweatshirt on and a backwards cap that was bent in a perfect horseshoe shape. Oh, yeah, but yeah. that kid sold us and set, came and set up the Sega Genesis, a used Sega Genesis that I, Satch had bought and brought back to the house. So that was my jump to the next console. So up until the right. mid-90s, it was all, like, the only time I played Mortal Kombat is when I went over to the neighbor's house. Because Mortal Kombat wasn't on the NES. I was playing was fucking. Not. I was growing, but I was, you know, <laughs> I was, I grew up on Duck Hunt and Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers right. 3, yeah. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So all that shit, I was behind in the times. My house was pretty much how Robin in was Canada. My house was pretty much Canada. We were four to five years behind everything like Robin was. <laughs> how I met your mother. But super inviting and super nice. And, like can like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little mini little mini hillbilly Canada. <laughs> Northeast Hillbilly, Canada. Um, but yeah, so this movie has Fred Savage. Fred Savage, uh, coming same year, hot off the heels of Little Monsters. Monsters, I mean, obviously,
1: you, you can't say his name without mentioning, you know, The Wonder Years, which Wonder is fucking years. one of the most impactful television shows in history. I mean, was on for so long, like, everyone watched that show. Huge. Um, I that show, probably. You know, I don't know. That show was so huge and it, it kind of worked. I don't think it's on streaming services. Well, it's a random it is, thought, it's on Hulu. But, uh, which warps my mind a little bit. That show was, is it on Hulu now? On yeah, Hulu. I, I remember there was a, a while where it wasn't on anything. And no, then that wasn't. was like a big deal. But yeah, I mean, Jesus, there was, and the, and it, this is right at the heart of him uh, in that show. I don't know how far along they are. I think they but, started it. In, I want to say they started it in 89. Was it? Yeah, because I know he was definitely. I mean, he was definitely part of one of was, was 88, eighty eight, eighty eight. They started it. Yeah, so. so he's I mean, like
0: he's, he's at Savage's at his peak, French Savagedom. Oh yeah, he's pipe he's high. piping hot. He's piping hot at that moment. Uh, uh Princess Bride, not too long before all this shit too, like right, huge. Um, Bo Bridges, Jeff's brother. Jeff Jeff's brother,
1: Bo plays the the, the Savage father. Yeah.
0: And so Bo, maybe probably, at this, especially after the big Lebowski, is not as well known probably as Jeff. But if, you've seen, if you see him, you probably recognize him and say, hey, he looks a little bit like Jeff Jeff Lebowski.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny about really quickly on him is like, I love Jeff Bridges. And I've, you know, I've obviously seen a lot of his movies. But for the longest time, I never knew. And I knew who, like, if, if I saw a picture of Bo Bridges, I knew he was an actor. And I've seen him in a bunch of shit. But I never... It was much later when I connected the dots with their right. brother. And they've even starred in stuff together, which is funny. But Yeah,
0: yeah. so I was familiar with Jeff Bridges um, and am a fan of his work. He did an episode, uh, one of my favorite episodes, uh, called Cadaver" in Tales from the Crypt in 91. And he was also yeah. in a great fucking movie with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis called Sidekicks, where he played the dad. I mean,
1: we could just, we could talk forever about sidekicks. We could cancel the
0: wizard uh, right now and just talk. Sidekicks. I just
1: want to point out that uh, uh, also Chuck Norris, people like joke around, but Chuck Norris, uh, again, how, we get on all these tangents. But Chuck, Chuck Norris is the man. I mean, he's, some of the movies he's made are sick. I don't care what anybody says. Sick.
0: Oh, legend. Miss, missing in action. Come on now.
1: Well, I mean, so many good, good movies. He just gets like his infomercials and he had that run where everyone was doing those jokes about him. But anyway, keep you know
0: moving forward christian slater yeah so slater's hot off the heels of um heathers that was kind of you know he was and he was in cuffs i think the same year or the yeah. year after um so he's like coming out and he's really like slater's red hot too like he, he's yes, another yeah. one. And I he feel really like he—he, he, this was like the late 80s is where he really started to bloom. And then he truly blossomed in the early 90s with fucking a million different movies. Oh, Cuffs was 92. What was I thinking? Um, he was in something right around the... Oh, fucking Gleaming the Cube. Of course. Gleaming the goddamn cube, yeah. You put out... your are Christian Slater. And in, in a year span, you pretty much put out The Wizard gleaming the cube and heathers within like a year and a half span. Yeah. He could have just retired. And then you fucking and then you followed up with in 1990 with Young Guns too and Tales from the Dark Side and pump up <laughs> the volume. Tales from the
1: Dark Side. So, low key like yeah. Obviously he's one of those guys who had his ups and downs in his career but man, what a what a guy.
0: Yeah. Um yeah that's the thing i i feel like a lot of these guys like maybe get forgotten about how big they were at the time but i mean fred he was you know he's like the freddie prince people forget how big freddie prince was for like a a, a four True. or five year span i feel like that maybe the slater, slater same thing happened to slater years prior but yeah. fucking we got sam mcmurray Fucking, a.k.a. Dr. Schweiber, a.k.a. Dr. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that dude has played a doctor. I'm telling you, if you look it up, that dude has played a doctor in, like, 19 things. He has to have. Yeah, he's, he's, like well, a, he's like a doctor in, like, something else, too. Like, fucking John Q with, like, fucking Denzel Washington. So, I swear he is. The guy's played a doctor, like, in everything.
0: He just... I mean, Sam McMurray is a fucking legend just for his role of Dr. Kennedy, Junior Sopranos doctor, yeah. and, of course, Dr. Schweiber from freaks and geeks come on <laughs> that cheating fuck but uh,
1: uh yeah he's playing uh you know the brothers uh he's a stepfather from the stepfather, their, their yeah. mother's uh current husband in the, in the film
0: then we get jenny lewis who really hasn't has got a like she's she does some like assistant production stuff on like Bull and some, a couple other films but she was relatively not involved in acting all that much but she yeah plays yeah a, you
1: know, it's weird I keep going i'm sorry
0: yeah no worries she plays Haley, and yeah it's it's kind of strange how some of these kids and she did pretty good in in this movie it's funny how these kids some of these child actors just pop up they do a, a film or two and then you don't really see much of them after that
1: yeah i was surprised like uh obviously i've seen you know we've seen this movie about 10 billion times uh but recently when i looked up uh, her I guess in my head, I just thought she was like one of those ones who acted for a while then just kind of fizzled out in the 90s at some point. But yeah, she didn't really do much, right? Like at all.
0: No, not not really
1: all that much. I feel like there's like, because obviously we know there's billions of films. Like, I feel like that's just like a case of a lot where someone comes in and she did a good job. Obviously, she, she you know, her characters. Is- yeah. Uh, The acting is good. She did a good job of that. And then just yeah, it's just weird. They kind of fade out and just never never hit it back. So
0: now Fred Savage plays Corey Woods, but the his younger brother, who the, the movie is pretty much revolving around, is uh played by Luke Edwards. He plays Jimmy Woods, the younger brother, who is I mean, this for all intents and purposes. I later on, you know, as a kid, I just thought he was just a quiet kid, but uh this kid is like you know before autism became a thing this kid's like autistically like inclined like he's on the spectrum right isn't that what they were trying they're pretty much alluding to at the beginning of the film yeah like they don't
1: they don't ever really say like what's wrong with them i know like uh and we'll get into it like he has there's there's some trauma because they lose one of their they lose their sister like you know not in the film but they talk about losing their sister before that so Yeah, like on the spectrum or some sort of uh, PTSD type situation going on there, which again, I mean, I know sometimes we talk about these films that can be portrayed as like goofy or whatever, which, you know, there's a lot of comedy in this. But uh, that's a heavy thing to to make a movie on. I mean, um, you know, this game, this movie is about video gaming, but it's also got, you know, like there's a family drama. and, And like I said, this this child on the spectrum and, you know, this that day and age you know, late eighties is still very early to even, you know, the mental, mental illness and stuff like that, bringing that to the forefront. And, and uh, you know, I guess it just wasn't wasn't as prevalent as it is now for sure.
0: No, definitely. So to give, uh, you know, a pretty much like uh overview synopsis and we're kind of uh, slowly make our way through it. Uh Jimmy Woods is like, obviously has some issues. He's like a troubled, younger kid um he's obviously super intelligent but he is kind of stunted in emotions and, and portraying things and things like that and his mother has custody of him uh bo bridges plays the dad of Corey and jimmy and uh christian slater plays nick who is the older brother and bo is sam woods so the Woods family is separated. The The mother has custody of the younger Jimmy, and she, her, her, her boo is Sam McMurray's character. They're seeing a doctor with him, they're trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Corey, played by Fred Savage, is like concerned about him, but you know, Bo Bridge is pretty much saying, like, There's nothing I can do, I don't have custody of this kid, right? And you know, they're trying to put him in. Uh, an asylum or something, right? They're trying to put him in. They're trying to put him in some kind of care, right?
1: It's like yeah, like a like a home for for people with special needs, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah. so this kid obviously <laughs> he and then so Fred Savage's character Corey, the the older brother. One, I'll say this: there's a lot of style in this movie. Vision skateboards endorsed shit out of this movie. Oh yeah. They're all everyone's over. got a vision shirt. Some of the sickest vision shirts I've ever. If I could just have some of the wardrobes all in XL or 2XL, I would <laughs> never wear anything <laughs> ever again.
1: I know, like some of that shit from back then, like you just wish, like or some of the stuff we had when we were kids, like if we could just somehow just make it an adult size, like that like the surf style shit. And, oh yeah. You know, the the any of the old skating stuff or anything like that for sure.
0: So Corey goes and gets Jimmy out of this little uh, whatever you want to call it. Little like doctors uh, hideaway that he's going to and they're going to California and uh, pretty much they're going to compete in this big uh, video game tournament because he knows his brother. He finds out his brother's sicker than shit at uh, video games and He's mastering double dragon on arcade. They're hustling people. They run into this Haley girl who then hops on the ride with them out to this video game uh melee brawl. What do you call it? Like contests, extravagant. What do you call it?
1: Yeah, I think that they called it video Armageddon. It's video
0: basically
1: like a a video
0: game tournament,
1: basically. So
0: So they're high they're high on the highway (laughs) out to California. And uh they get they hired an investigator, investigator Putnam, not any relation to Seth Putnam from Anal Cut.
1: <laughs> yeah, the mother is because they ran away, so the mother's obviously worried where they are. She hires a awful great, a guy played a hilarious villain type throughout the entire <laughs> movie. Where he's, he's really actually trying to do the right thing kind of, but they make him just the biggest villain.
0: Well, he's and, trying uh, not to let anybody else find them, including <laughs> the parents, because he wants the reward money. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So throughout the film is, you know, uh, him and which we'll get to when everyone's looking for the kids and and him and Bo Bridges, like their characters are at it the entire show or the entire film
0: in a race to find Jimmy and um, Corey. Exactly. But Vision sponsoring the shit out of this film, we get, you know, Jimmy's, you know, playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's mastering Double Dragon. Like, it's so cool to see those games, like, in their prime, like, when they came out, like, when they were popular in a film. And I feel like it's just frozen that part of time, and it's so fun to revisit. Yeah,
1: like, obviously, it was was cool because Nintendo, obviously, you know, obviously sponsors the film because they're all over it, and a bunch of their games are showcased. Oh, yeah, Ninja Gaiden,
0: Um, Double Dragon, Mario, of course, Mario, the staple, all the Mario games. Yeah,
1: then we'll touch on that too. But there was a cool thing they did with Mario Three at the end there.
0: Yeah, so Beth Grant of Donnie Darko, Child's Play Two fame, plays the plays a woman in the diner, plays like the diner manager. (laughs) Um, But they meet up with uh, what's his name, Lucas, the the super the the gamer professional. Pro, like protege kid wearing this sick black and white all over vision streetwear print shirt and he you know as they're making their way across the country to get to california or was it yeah it was, was it california was it was the thing in vegas or was it in california
1: it was in california but uh uh the girl what's uh for, i'm blanking on her name at the Haley, moment but, Haley. yeah haley's character is from
0: yeah like, that's Reno, right nevada yep the smallest uh, big city. Is that what they say? The biggest little city. yeah. Biggest <laughs> little city. So they have a run in with Lucas and they're going to try to shake Lucas down and, and run him for his money. And Lucas busts out in amazing fashion. I like how Lucas has and Lucas is like the villain character. Like I said, the the gaming master. He, he's got like highlights in his hair. He literally looks like he could be in Stranger Things currently because he, he does. Is, he, he is what they looked at Where they're like, we need, who is Steve? And they're like, okay, he's one, one, <laughs> one, one eighth Lucas from the wizard. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and when they're talking about season one, but, um, but he busts out. I love how he has his like little, like his little crew is his cronies are setting up the game system for him.
1: Right. And they're like at,
0: his handlers. Yeah. And he busts out and reveals the power glove.
1: And maybe drops one of the greatest lines after he beats beats a mass too. So
0: and then he beats he, he. They put on a racing game. He he shows what's up with the power glove, and the power glove is notoriously bullshit. And everyone fucking hated the power glove because it never worked properly.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think the power glove was as big as a hit as people as they they wanted it to be. That's for sure.
0: But this movie helped promote it, and when yep. Lucas and when Lucas wins in the game and shows what a master he is. He turns around and he goes, I love the Power Glove. It's so bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, one of the greatest lines ever. Probably Tell me that would not be
0: a great fucking line to put in before a breakdown.
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know what? Probably if we really look, someone's probably someone done that definitely ahead, but, did it. But yeah, Lucas being, you know, because throughout the film, When they're traveling around trying to get to California, you know Jimmy's beating some. He's like a goddamn whiz on the video game, so he's beating all these people, beating these businessmen in a goddamn diner wherever they were. And then so he he faces, uh, he he meets his match, so to speak, finally, middle of the film.
0: Yep. So there's there's so much '80s style in this that's so sick, and I feel like we've as a culture we have lost cool fashion. I feel like cool fashion (laughs) took a nosedive. And I remember I was there. If someone, if I'm, you make it to 63 years old or 67, whatever they consider an age where you're lucky to be alive. I mean, for me, it's probably going to be 42. I'll be lucky to not be fucking hardening of the arteries, but every day you're lucky to be alive. That's right. And (laughs) so But when someone says, do you remember when fashion died? And I'll say yes. And I'll show them a fucking Old Navy Tech Vest commercial. (laughs) The Tech Vest.
1: What was that? What do you think? 2002? Is that what that was?
0: No, I think that was 99 or 2000. It might have been 2000. All right. I got you. But everyone thought it was the Jenko jeans. It wasn't the Jenko jeans. It wasn't the fucking Kirk Kikewear or whatever the fuck it was. Kickwear. Kickwear. Yeah. It wasn't that shit. It was fucking when the tech best dropped and everyone had the LA looks gel fucking and their hair was fucking harder than fucking Sepultura's arise. It, it there was, is,
1: there is the, it's like that late. Well, the, I I call it like the early 2000, but like really early, like you so said, like 2000, there's like this, the style was very. was a shit. You can still see it. Watch like the first American pie or like movies <laughs> right around there. You see it. It's like the clothes are, are still super baggy. Uh, everyone got into, like, uh, gel for some reason to do their hair. So, yeah, hair is super crunchy. And, uh, yeah, Old Navy somehow became, like, the biggest. It was huge, I feel like.
0: Uh, it, it, Old Navy and Aeropostale. Yeah. We're so fucking huge.
1: Not that I don't, I you know, I'll still shop at Old Navy. I got some stuff from time to time, you know. Oh, not, not, got, no, t- no, no tech vests, but we'll have some deals. No fucking tech vests. I don't even They're think open. you
0: can find a tech vest now if you wanted to.
1: They're probably on eBay for like eighty dollars. I got. Oh yeah, Vintage. right there with with starter jackets.
0: Yeah, starter jackets much much more my aesthetic though. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. I just couldn't fit in them. I the only maybe I wish I still had like a fucking. Uh, a smoke-tinted fucking uh, (laughs) Charlotte Hornets one, though. I know
1: we talk about it all the time. I just wish, like, every piece of cool merchandise I've ever had in my life, I just kept, even if it doesn't fit me now, that way I can just sell it because that's basically what you would do now. You would just sell it, and somebody would pay, like, $300 for this, you know, goddamn Pittsburgh Steelers starter jacket from when I was a kid.
0: No, seriously.
1: Yes, the fashion. It's
0: a fashion fashion so whilst we'll all this is happening obviously nick and sam the older brother of the father nick and sam woods are getting into it with with investigator putnam as they're trying to find them sam beats the piss out of putnam's car with a shovel <laughs> um
1: there yeah there's a steady progression throughout the film when bo bridges the father and and putnam the uh and private investigator Uh, they beat the shit out of each other's car so much like the progression throughout the movie. Like that's another piece of the comedy there where (laughs) at the end, they're literally, their vehicles are like held together with like duct
0: tape and, and all this hilarious shit. It looks like the fucking planes, transit automobiles car. (laughs) Seriously. But uh, so Nick and Sam are pretty much bonding and they're getting into it one night in a hotel that they're staying in. And Nick grabs the Nintendo and sets it up. And Bo Bridges' character is trying to, like, he's just like, you really ain't gonna be that smart to play these things. And then he said, you should know. Uh, and Christian Slater's character wakes up to find his dad going apeshit playing, <laughs> play, play, playing, playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he's playing Teenage Night.
1: Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah, that's so
0: great. Yeah, just amazing.
1: Oh, for sure. Anytime you can get one of your parents to play a video, I don't think I ever saw my dad play a video game ever in my life. So.
0: That's was a big Duck Hunt guy.
1: <laughs> well, maybe Duck Hunt. Yeah, maybe that was how you get like a a father from Canastota to play anything you're playing. You're handing him the gun and you're playing Duck Hunt.
0: Duck Hunt and fucking the fucking the all maybe the most ultimate video game ever is the the Duck Hunt Super Mario Brothers combo. Combo, yeah. What a combo. They need to yeah, well, you know exactly I guess I what they work. were doing. For the kids. I mean, and the, none five. of it really made. Yeah, none of it really made too much sense. But I love. I mean, if
1: you really think on it, but
0: I like love games that were fucking terrible. But I just am nostalgic about them. Like Platoon. Platoon was like god awful, but I just remember the intro being so sick in the video game. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, for sure. Like I said, so I mean, Nintendo was. I mean, there's so many games I could talk about that were just love we'll to talk about. Like some of our favorites for sure, since it ties in.
0: Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cap with that, but they make it. You see the bonding moment between Sam and Nick where, where Sam's starting to realize like how fun these are and how I think they don't ever really touch upon it. Cause they probably weren't even thinking that deep into it, but what an escape video games can be from the bullshit in life and things like that. And me and you aren't very huge gamers. Like we pretty much play sports games with each other occasionally. Um, We're not really big gamers, you and I, but we can definitely, as kids especially, appreciate the art of video games.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I definitely played a lot more when I was younger. Even, you know, I just, I'm not as much of a gamer now. But for for sure, our youth, like, huge part of my youth. Like, I grew up with really, really close cousins who were a little bit older than me. So, I spent so much time just, you know, playing Mike Tyson's punch out and Tecmo Super Bowl and Mario, all the Mario. So, I mean, that was a big part of, big part of my life
0: back in yeah. the day. No, for same here. Now I, I still play, uh, NBA and Madden and, 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 and MLB and shit like that. But we do get once football season rolls around, we squeeze in me, you and Sean do squeeze in quite a few games of Madden.
1: Yeah. We play, you know, we play sports games, but yeah, I, I just can't, uh, I, I wish, I, wish I had the time. I, just,
0: I feel like I don't, have the t- I don't have the time to do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Every time I go to, you know, Jen's uh, parents' place, our brother's playing, like, these cool-ass games. But it's like, yeah, I just never. I mean, I don't, I
0: don't know when I have the time to just hunker down and
1: spend three hours playing a video game. I think my wife would divorce me, so.
0: Yeah, I got to fucking mow the lawn and talk about the wizard.
1: <laughs> well, I'd much rather mow the lawn and talk about the wizard, so it's perfect.
0: <laughs> um. But, yeah, so this is – the culminates in video – or what is it? Video Armageddon? Video Video
1: War? Armageddon, I believe, is, is what they call it. So it's like this big takes, – it takes place at Universal Studios, right? Yeah, Universal yeah. Studios in California. Yep. Big-ass Nintendo tournament.
0: Big-ass Nintendo tournament. Huge. Um, people are slowly getting knocked out, um, and it ends up be coming down to Lucas – all the while still being chased around universal studios by putnam it yep. ends it ends with lucas and jimmy and they reveal lucas jimmy and the girl they they have the girl there too whatever her. yeah
1: there's a girl i can't remember her name she's wearing pigtails how weird is the guy that's hosting this thing that guy you know what for the when i used to i used to think that guy was somebody like because he just he's the charisma that dude that pours out of him in that movie. So when I was like young, when I watched it, I was like, this guy's got to be like, be somebody like, he must be somebody famous or.
0: Did you he think he was
1: Joe Piscopo? He does look like Joe P- Piscopo.
0: <laughs> he does look just like that Piscopo, Actually, but- Joe Piscopo of dead heat of wise guys and sidekicks fame. If Joe Piscopo played that character, I think the movie probably would have fucking did <laughs> Top Gun fucking never a billion dollars. Oh
1: yeah. I really probably would have. I just... I don't know. That guy was like so cool. Like I, I... I... thought his character was hilarious, and I... I just assumed he was like somebody. But I guess I don't. Know, I didn't even look. I guess... He, I guess he's really not.
0: Just a fucking Piscopo doppelganger. Just some guys just trying to make it. So they reveal a, a mystery game. They unveil it's Super Mario Brothers Three, never before seen or played.
1: Right. And that's like a real thing too. Like I remember that was like always talked about and it's true. Like they, I'm pretty sure that game was not like, so it's either one of two things. Like it might've been, I don't even know when it was released. I'm sure we could look that up, but I know that they, their plan was to like unveil the game in the movie. And I know like when they showed like teasers and stuff, like they showed the game. So I think that they kind of rolled out together, but uh, I'd have to look and see when it came out, but I'm pretty sure that is like the case. Like
0: they, they kind October of 23rd that. 88 okay yeah in so japan, I guess. in japan in it did not come out in north america until february 12th 1990 so this is like less than two months before its yeah north so american it's, drop yeah,
1: exactly yeah so i and i think that was like their thing they wanted to like showcase and, it. and and it's which is how awesome power, is
0: that coupled with the power glove like this is <laughs> this is amazing amazing marketing Oh, yeah. Nintendo. Like I said, I don't Nintendo is so huge. Like, and
1: I think people like, kind of forget about that. And that is like for you know, that's that's
0: incredible thinking. And and it was great.
1: Super Mario Brothers 3 is arguably, you know, I love the first one, but the third one is amazing. So,
0: yeah, that cover with him with the raccoon tail and the ears like it's just like iconic to me. Yeah, it really is. So and how cool is it? Yeah. How
1: cool is that concept of it's this amazing. movie coming out with these big stars and like you're showcasing like the movie like people who are super into it like get to see i mean they gave i think they gave away some of the stuff in the game in the movie obviously but which is yeah. kind of cool but
0: yeah but just just awesome jimmy ends up winning obviously cuz he's sick um <clears throat> jimmy ends up winning and then they end up doesn't he disappear and then he ends up going to the the dinosaur fucking thing right
1: yeah, so like there's like that iconic dinosaur sculpture thing, which has apparently been in other movies. I know they said it was in like, I think it was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yep. Uh, yep. They all end up like meeting there and it kind of, and I, I think they, I'm not sure if actually what happens there. They all kind of like, they come together, so to speak, the family. Yeah.
0: The the family, uh, Sam McMurray's character and, the, and the, the mom, Bo Bridges, Nick, Corey, Haley, all of them. And they realize that Jimmy's all messed up because of the death of his twin sister. And he, that was the last time they were all together, was in California at this dinosaur gimmick. And it gets heavy, you know? And I feel, feel like that's when Bo Bridges' character, like, kind of understands, like, why his son's been messed up. And, like, it all kinds of clicks for everyone. And it's a relatively happy ending.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think it kind of, We know we know that, you know, it's got the huge video game thing, which is huge. But like I said, there's a lot of underlying stories of, you know, broken families and and like, you know, Jimmy's character who's, you know, he's the main character. But the story surrounds him. But he's really, you know, obviously, Fred Savage is like kind of the main character. But, um, you know, being on the spectrum and kind of navigating. You know, uh, family life and there's, like I said, a lot of heavy stuff and in the film. You know, shows them kind of coming together and I think it's a, it's a great thing and, and those storylines are like I said a little bit ahead of their time for sure I mean yeah 89 yeah. like you know I know like you had Rain Man like that stuff happened but uh, I don't know and I think like the the PTSD where like their sister like drowned you know before yeah, that was yeah. like kind of a storyline and like throughout it as well where like he was afraid of water because his his twin sister drowned I mean that's that's heavy shit you know
0: yeah I mean big time But (laughs) great film, great themes, uh, amazing fucking uh, promotion for Nintendo. Uh, When Lucas does come outside, one last thing before we wrap this up and talk about our favorite video games. Um, Beside Lucas, when he comes out of the thing and makes fun of or in, uh, and tells Putnam where he is before in the middle of the video Armageddon, and almost gets Jimmy taken away, and he almost misses the, the showdown for Mar- Super Mario Absolutely. Brothers Three. We get a young, pink-shirted, mulleted Elijah Wood or Elijah Wood, uh, fucking uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, yeah, yeah. His first, uh,
1: not that, I don't think he doesn't have any lines, right? I don't, he just that's his first. No, he film, just kind now. of stands there and, and
0: smiles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. The kid who plays Jimmy also is a kid. I'm sure a lot of people, little big league. He's a kid from little big league. Anybody who's seen little big league? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, the, you know, the main character of little big league, which is cool. I don't know him from anything else. I'm sure he's in other shit too, but, uh, Fred Savage, the King. I have one, the most random piece of trivia that I just found out that I had to, I had to say, this branches two movies that you would not expect uh, to branch. What are they? Um, so there's a character in the movie that we didn't really talk about, but he, he helps out the kids. He's friends with the... I keep, I keep fucking up this girl's name. I apologize.
0: But... Haley?
1: Uh, Haley's father's a truck driver, and this guy's one of her friends. A spanky, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the film Spanky, the truck Spanky drives apparently is the same truck that Stallone drives
0: in Lincoln Hawks
1: lot. in Over the Top. Apparently. No shit, I did not know that, and I was just looking at IMDb earlier, uh, looking at some of the stuff, and amongst a whole bunch of dumb, you know, trivia or whatever, was that line there? And I'm like, oh my, like talk about just like uh, the branching of two films you wouldn't expect.
0: Good lord, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> over the top and uh and uh the wizard with the you know, you know, just the same truck, but hey, I know we love over the top and we love the wizard, so I figured I had to say it.
0: No, that that's amazing. I didn't know that and I'm glad I know it now because that's fucking awesome. For sure. For sure. But yeah, so that's the wizard and what a fucking fun ass throwback ass movie. So sick, but also you know, before we get out of here, come on, we gotta we gotta name some of our favorite video games. Not even just of Super Nintendo or, or NES, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, but favorite video games all time. What do you got, Eric?
1: For sure. I mean, I think I'll probably talk more. I'll talk more about Nintendo just because I don't know. It kind of centers around that. But I'd say, arguably one of my favorite games ever is Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I played that game so much. I still like think about playing that i wish i could just play that game right now um that was a big thing that me and my cousins would play a lot a lot of the sports games that you know tecmo super bowl uh, obviously all of the super mario brother uh games uh castlevania zelda you know stuff like that uh the horror like friday the 13th uh those are the ones that come to mind really um that i probably played the most and then beyond that just Obviously, I'm a big sports game guy, but Mortal Kombat is probably Mortal Kombat and Sonic the Hedgehog are probably like the games I beyond Nintendo that I probably played the most back in the day. Loved Mortal Kombat, Um, you know, the first three are like iconic in my eyes. But uh, but yeah, yeah, how about you? How
0: about you? I mean, all time we're definitely going Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, I I don't know how I did.
1: Ninja Turtles for sure. That was that was another classic. Yes, we're doing
0: Turtles in Time. And the first three Mario's like just fucking classic. If we're stretching outside of NES, like I'm pro and going to maybe like Super Super Nintendo, definitely uh, the Mortal Kombat games. I mean, I had I played Mortal Kombat on the neighbor's Super Nintendo. I got when I got the Sega Genesis, I was able to get Mortal Kombat Two. Loved Mortal Kombat Two. Never had Mortal Kombat Three, but played it at my other friend's house on his Super Nintendo. For yes. playing Mortal Kombat 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Um and yeah, like just so much fucking fun from those eras and and those video games, especially like make you know, as they were slowly getting better and better and better and better, and now they're just out of this world. But it's so fun to look back at and those, those games are classic and they're revered to this day still for a reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of things, but those games were also just great, so um, you know uh i just want also so random think about remember mortal kombat how controversial mortal kombat was when it came out? oh yeah and i like i actually had a friend this is when i lived in chittenango uh the town next to us uh, i had a friend i remember spending the night at his house and we i rented that game um and i brought it over because my parents kind of let me do whatever for the most part but his mom was pissed that I, I want to say it was Mortal Kombat the second one. I can't remember, but she was pissed that I brought this game over and would not <laughs> let us play it. Which I just thought was, you know, looking back, it's so hilarious. It's, it's really fucking disgusting.
0: crazy now to think but about. But I
1: guess like some of the fatality, I don't know. Like it is a, I mean, I know the graphics don't make it look as bad, but like some of the shit that's going down, some of the fatalities, and some of the shit happened is pretty hilarious. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny to think about, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it's different time but then again the more things change the more things stay the same that's true and i know another reason why that we love this movie too is just
1: the 80s i know that we both have a really strong love of the 80s like obviously we're you know just because i don't know like i i, I obviously don't remember the 80s i mean i was born in 85 like you know so i barely remember i'm just saying but like man if i go back to a time frame i think it would be then because i just think everything was like there's so much awesome music and i thought the style was really cool just everything was like really cool it seemed like like the birth of like everything that stranger things kind of made look cool you know the birth of the exactly. mall and like that kind of shit it's just like so nostalgic and obviously that bled into like the 90s w- as well when we were young and it's just for sure. it's just something and i'm sure people who are older than us feel the same way about you know the the 70s or the 60s and oh, the yeah. kids who are younger than us will feel that way about you know the fucking 2010s or something, but I don't know. Some about 80s movies and this movie, you know, obviously being at the very end of the, which I didn't realize. It's so crazy, I didn't think it was like the right end. at the end, but the very end. Uh, this speaks to that time frame with the video games. It's got everything you want. Of course, it's got the middle of the movie, fucking musical. Uh, oh,
0: real life, send me with an fucking
1: angel. send me an angel by real life, which I still love that goddamn song. And uh, oh,
0: this is this is a great this is a great way to end it. So growing up. I thought that that was the Scorpions.
1: Right, right. Because they have the scorpion And name, they have yeah. a
0: song called
1: Send Me an Angel. Send Me an Angel, yeah. And it does sound like the Scorpions. It really does. Oh, actually. he sounds a little Klaus magny <laughs> He does get a little Klaus in him, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I still love that song. I still listen to that Do song. Do you yeah,
0: believe it. in having a Do love?
1: you believe in love? What a great tune. I mean, that's oh. just like... It's another just key. It's another part of the equation there for great eighties. You got to have the 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 montage with the music. It's just like it's a if, it's if so you, clutch.
0: And if you don't have a montage, you need a killer closing track, like in Little Monsters when you hit them with Road <laughs> to Nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's so true.
1: What a song too! Oh, Jesus, Road to Nowhere,
0: fucking amazing. But yeah, this yeah. has been the Wizard. uh hope everyone enjoyed this. You can listen on. Our host site anchor on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get podcasts, you can check out our link in our Instagram bio at Got Media on Twitter at Got Media. Check it out. And we're gonna be back doing something. I know the Fast Times Legacy Week's coming up here at some point. Um, and we're gonna do some other shit and we're gonna do some summer camp slashers. So it's gonna be fun. And Labor Day weekend, we will celebrate five years of this fucking podcast. And we're gonna have yeah. some cool shit cooking for that.
1: For sure, I can't wait. It's been been fun. I can't wait for the ones that we got coming up. Fast Times is gonna be in, like an all timer. It's gonna be a real all timer. Oh yeah.
0: Hopefully three episodes for the Legacy Week of Fast Times, but oh yeah, I'm fucking pumped for it. But yeah, we'll
1: probably reach we'll probably reach out to Judge Reinhold see if he wants to come on just in case.
0: What does he say? A weenie whistle. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.